Welcome back to The Field Trip, and if this is your first time listening, welcome in general. My name is Brent. Just want to say thanks for being here and listening to my dumb little show. If you're so inclined to support uh, financially, five bucks a month, it's patreon.com slash brentcomedy. You're going to get early access to these episodes, sometimes weeks, if not months in advance. Uh, cool exclusive videos and podcasts over there as well. Five bucks a month. Uh, I also have a huge back catalog right here on the free feed, including episodes such as People Who Sold Their Souls, Famous Last Meals, See in the Funny Papers, that's about uh, Sunday comic strips or newspaper comic strips in general, and Famous Last Words. Those are all there for free, over 100 episodes right here on the free feed. And uh, if you're there, whatever podcast app you listen to, there's probably a way to leave a review. And you don't have to write a paragraph and you don't have to write anything. You're listening right now, just scroll down and, and hit the five star thing. I appreciate that. So let's get into our episode, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. They're squirmy and wormy and purple and green, the grossest little creatures that you've ever seen. Creepy clawers! Fill the monster mold with the colored plastic goop and make a creepy crawler from a yucky monster soup. They're ucky, yucky, squirmy, wormy, very scary, sometimes hairy, squiggly, wiggly, creepy crawling. Creepy clawers! Gross out your sister, embarrass your dad. You can be a little creep without being bad. Creepy crawlers workshop with plastic goop. Hey there, welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me, is this your first time on the show, Alex? Yes. The first time on the program, Alex Price. It's a great program. I'm excited to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for having me, Brent Terhune. For being on the program. The program. Uh, before we jump into our topic today, which is way too high, stories yeah. about being way too high. <laughs> Alex, you're a stand-up comedian, you two are all over, and you have a podcast of your own. Tell me about that. Uh, the podcast is called uh, The Shift, uh, and basically I talk to people I know about what it's like to, like, you know, your your old day jobs and stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of like making a shift into like saying, fuck all that and following your dreams. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? You could swear, yes. All right, I sweared there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I've uh, been on the show. You've been on the show. I've had... Uh, Comedians Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an episode with both Ryan Singer and Kyle Kinane. Ryan Singer was on this show talking about time travel. Did mm-hmm. he bring up time travel during his episode of your show? You know, when doesn't he bring up time <laughs> travel? He's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. Uh, I've had comedians Monica Nevy. Um, I've had NBA champion Scott Pollard. Mm-hmm. I've had... One uh, of the guys from Train, you told yeah, me. Yeah, the drummer for the band Train, Matt Musty. Has done the show. Um, and that's available on Spotify and Apple Music and all that yep, stuff. Yep, just called The Shift with Alex Price. Yeah, so to, to ease out. it in, go listen to the episode that I was on, because I told you how I worked at Arby's and it was all a that good stuff. It was a good app. A lot of people like that episode. Big fans. But uh, let's jump into our topic today, and it's a topic suggested by one of my patrons, Nicole. Uh, she suggested this. Uh, it, I just looked to, to figure out who suggested it back in December, and it's now May, so I'm I'm finally getting around to it. Sounds but like if, you've been too high. 
Uh, probably. Patreon.com slash Brent Comedies where you can uh, go to support the cause and, and even give me episode suggestions. But we're talking about way too high, Alex. Do you know why I asked you to be on this episode? <laughs> uh, because we're friends and you know who I am as a person. <laughs> y- yeah, that's that pretty much the whole answer right yeah. there. Uh, now, you're no stranger to drugs. Correct. What what kind of drugs? You know, you, you talk about all the time you're doing PCP you doing smack and crank. And- I've never done. I've never been a big stimulants guy. I okay. will say that. Um, I'm more of a down kind of guy. So like I smoke weed currently, mm-hmm. like all the time, but mostly indica, which you know they say indica in the couch. In the couch that keeps you because uh, you couch, gives you the couch lock. Sativa yeah. gives you the uh, let's go. Got the zoomies, yeah. The do some stuff, I guess. Uh, but it just gives me anxiety, so I try to stick to the indica or an indica uh, hybrid. I also do magic mushrooms from time to time, just get my head right. Or when I'm going to a comedy show, or or going to see like Dead and Company or Fish or some shit. I figured you'd be like, when I'm going to the store, I go to the post office, pretty much any time. Do some shrooms, but I've never done shrooms before. Oh, What's man. the appeal with shrooms? Shrooms, like, you know, a lot of people are saying nowadays that shroom help kind of unlock depression mm-hmm. and some other stuff. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's somehow a weird response to, you know, you poisoning your own blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your body just thinks real clear because you've kind of tricked it into thinking it may or may not be dying. Oh, so maybe it's like uh, the last moments of right, before, and then it's not like DMT crazy, you know. Like DMT is a lot of people say that DMT is what floods your body mm-hmm. when you are dying. Yeah, to give you like a euphoric, which you know may or may not be what people think heaven is, um, or like what they see. Yeah, um, but yeah, mushrooms just you know it's like a it's a good. Mental, it's just you think about stuff. Now, sometimes you can have a bad trip if you're not going into it in the right scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, you will, like, potentially have a bad trip. But I always, like, try to, like, mitigate those by, like, knowing what I'm doing. Not really doing mushrooms when I'm feeling super, super bad or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Trying to be around good people or at least have a setups going where I know things are going to be fine. Good vibes. And I, I'm not, I don't use drugs i'm not i don't break the law like you (laughs) but (laughs) you are pretty boring i am pretty boring i occasionally i'll drink in the uh, you know i don't know who said it but they said drink when you're happy right so it's like it probably enhances the the things you're already feeling so yeah you you set yourself up to have a good trip if you're if you're gonna yeah depressed or around negative people that's gonna cause you to have a bad trip right and so, yeah, I do them, you know, if I'm going to like a state park or some shit or, mm-hmm. you know, Dead and Company or any sort of concert. I now, like that. you're a big 311 guy. That's your favorite that is band, my favorite right? band, yeah. And you, I don't know why 311 catches so much guff. It's because, uh, you know, they were kind of like the, you know, they were in there with the rap rock. Which a lot of people don't like, mm-hmm. um, but they but weren't new metal. They're not new metal. No, they were doing rap rock, and they were more like you know, kind of like ska or dancehall a little Almost bit. But sublime. no, but they were just like mostly like not sublime, like sublime more like 
because they have two people. They have you know Nick Hexum sings, and then they have S. A. Martinez. Uh, he a does high step on stage. Yeah, and he does mostly <laughs> like uh, the uh, you know the the kind of rapping there. Mm-hmm. But then you know towards two thousand one when Amber came out, mm-hmm. they kind of like banked real heavy in the white guy reggae shit. Yeah, which I all I'm not gonna lie, I also like. So yeah. like. Yeah, bro. I like chill vibes. I just don't. Kill me. I don't know why people get like give so much shit to Three Eleven or, you know, uh, I don't know. Even Nickelback. It's that th- like you like what you like. I mean, I will say the people who go to those concerts are very bro heavy. Yeah, and they're aging, which is fun to see. Like somehow Three Eleven has become like the reggae rock re- rap of like. The like Grateful Dead proportions, like they have a cruise and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, and that's actually my dream to perform on that cruise. But uh, you know, they have a very steady tour um, fan base. Mm-hmm. They do three eleven day March eleventh, where they have like a huge concert. Um, it's a culture, like yeah, like with I'm not a huge fish guy, but I know you, I think you've been to fish before, and and I'm not even a huge fish guy. I go to fish because my some of my best friends who you know uh, are huge fish people, and I just like being around my friends when they're having fun. Or and that, like those the people that we're talking about are like into fish of like 30, 40, 50, 60 concerts. Matt's seen a hundred. Yeah, hundred. Matt, Matt yeah, has Matt a tight. Matt Stevens has a title belt. <laughs> That says he's seen fish over a hundred times. Like he's seen fish in Vegas, and like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, but let, let's let's jump into way too high. Have you ever been way too high? Yeah, Alex? I mean, I used to do other drugs too. I've been sober off those drugs. Uh, yeah, but you know, the first drug I ever did was I broke my arm playing football. Um. And then, like, I was given Vicodin, like, my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, those were addictive as shit. Oh, yeah. And this would have been, like, 1999. When they were just giving them... Oh, yeah, they were giving away, like, candy. Mm -hmm. Because there was nothing, like... They were, like, kind of new. They had just hit the market. Yeah. So I was, like, given Vicodin as, like, 15. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was just bonked out on those. At 15? Yeah. At school. Like, just fucking zoning out drooling on myself and like i was in a cast so like the 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 teachers like couldn't really yell at me yeah yeah look at you being all high but also not in pain right but so that that was your your gateway into right and then abused opiates yeah 100 percent. and then i mean they were giving everybody so like everybody and like a lot some people were like i don't even want to take them but i'll buy them off you yeah and so i was buying opiates off of everybody you know like all the other football players who didn't want to take them anymore mm-hmm. i would just you know i loved them and then and this is in high school man yeah, that's dude, like high school my senior year i was i i just don't i started i started smoking weed my senior year mm-hmm. but i was popping pills way before that that was the get there that's why they call them a gateway drug these vicodin yeah these vicodin <laughs> These high-grade narcotics made by Purdue Pharmaceutical Company. They make great chicken, I'll say that yeah, much. I and will. Go Boilers, uh, which is three <laughs> different kinds of Purdue's. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, do you have any way-too-high fun stories? Because we're going to have some at least interesting stories. I mean, I've got some, like, 
not like I've got some bad stories, but I mean I've got like fun stories. Yeah, like some of them are mine, some of them are like other people's. But like you know, I have I have like experience being like too stoned and too other shit. But like again, when I was in high school, my friends and I like and like not even like in a good way, but like you know we watched. Fear and loathing, like mm-hmm. all the time, and so we were like, "What are they feeding these goddamn animals?" Exactly, like yeah. we were huffing starting fluid to huff ether. Oh my god! In a garage, yeah. and so like you know, and fucking, it's true. It's like you're the drunkard in an early Irish novel. Like you just, you're killing so many brain cells. Yeah. Now, and did you do the the starting fluid because you saw it on Fear and Loathing? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because they were like, we're huffing ether. And I was hanging out with a lot of car guys, and they're mm-hmm. like, "This, this is just ether." And I go, "Okay." <laughs> so we are, we all started doing that. And Jesus Christ, you want to talk about just a level of fucked up? There, like that's easily like, and it's a, it's a very small, it's a huge high, but it's real quick. Okay. So like, you're fucked up, fucked up, fucked up, gone. Like it, yeah. And but you feel kind of dirty afterwards because mm-hmm. you know you're, you're huffing. Yeah, you know. and rarely do you. And it's not even nitrous. Like at least nitrous has a balloon involved. It's kind of happy. I'm turning a can of starter fluid upside down and spraying it into a rag. I have just a dirty shop rag in front oh, of my face. God, nothing. Uh, whatever else is in that rag. And if too. you don't pull it away, you will asphyxiate because you're you're cutting off oxygen to your brain. God. <laughs> and Don't, I wasn't yeah. even I wasn't even old enough to vote yet. <laughs> hey, if you can huff starting fluid, you could you could vote. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, I I do have some from I pulled a lot of different stories from a lot of different places. But these are quick hits. These are from Vice. It says people tell us the craziest things they've done while stone in 10 words or less. Okay. So these are kind of quick. I read some of them, but some of these are going to, we're going to blind react to these. Somebody said, Mist, mistook drizzling rain for uh, waves on a beach. I mean, that's a hallucinogen. Uh, got high in theater parking lot, forgot to watch movie. That can happen. That 100%. That was our move. Like, we would go watch movies, especially because that was when midnight releases were a big thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the midnight release definitely went away with Dark Knight Rises and the Aurora. Uh huh. Well, now they just do it on Thursday. Right. They just it's, do it on Thursday yeah. early. But like we would like go and hang out. I remember I saw Attack of the Clones that way, and we skipped school and just sat in a suburban in front of the fucking theater having lightsaber fights high out of our minds. <laughs> But, like, we weren't dressed up or anything. Like, we were just sitting there with hemp necklaces beating the shit out of plastic swords. Yeah. Like, we're not the normal star. We're like, fuck yeah, Star Wars is cool, (laughs) but also we have the sublime plan. Yeah, and then, like, people are coming out of the theater at at 2 a.m. Like, did you guys even see the movie? You're like, no. (laughs) No. We forgot. We ordered pizza. (laughs) To the parking lot. (laughs) Don't go in the theater. We'll, We'll flag you down. Uh, took a video of smoking in Egypt's most famous pharaoh's tomb. I mean, that's ballsy. That's that's like when if somebody has weed at the airport or whatever. Like, well, weed at an airport's not that hard you, to do but anymore. But you could. But I'm also maybe I assume you mean this, smoking in the airport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah don't <laughs> like, do that. Or like even 
like doing something and it, if you're from the United States going to any other country, I'm like, don't do anything because you don't know what they're going to lock you up. And then, you know, what was oh, the yeah. basketball player that we just got back from Brittany Russia? Griner, baby, Brittany Griner. Like I'm, I, if I was in a foreign country, I wouldn't be doing any of that. I'll, I'll do it in the United States, but I'm like, I'm not trying to get locked up. And no. then also, you know, be like whatever their penalties are for marijuana are way harsher, you know? Well, also they were trying to make a statement and get sure. back that goddamn murder person, Lord of War. They traded Brittany Griner for Lord of War. A copy, of, I assume that's a video game. <laughs> no, the person. Uh, that's his name was Lord of War. You know, have you seen the movie Lord of War with Nick Cage? Uh, no. It's no. about a gun runner okay. uh, who has ties to the old country mm-hmm. of Russia. And he's a real person. He was like, the, they called him the merchant of death. Okay. And he was like a gun salesman who like would work both sides. But we've had him in custody for a while. Mm-hmm. But when they were trying to decide, like, are we going to get Brittany Griner back? That's who they wanted. So we traded in the weirdest way possible to talk about a WNBA yeah. player. We traded an incarcerated WNBA star for the, for the merchant of death. What's her nickname? Brittany Griner? Yeah. Tall. Tall. Just <laughs> not, I mean... That lady that can dunk? No, it's not Merchant of Death. No. It's, Granted, Brittany Griner can dunk. I don't think that guy can dunk. No. But that guy can sell a bunch of AK-47s to a country that hates us. Yeah, you don't You don't need to dunk when your nickname is the Merchant of Death. Yeah, that's a pretty good nick. I uh, got munchy so bad I swallowed Tabasco sauce. I mean, I've been in some munchie scenarios where it's bad. I remember one time I had the munchies because I had eaten a weed brownie that I had made. And the only thing at that point, like I was too high to leave. But the only thing I had in my house to eat was more weed brownies. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was like a fucking terrible, terrible circle of... A vicious, yeah. Yeah, until I was, I figured out I could order pizza. <laughs> to the to the parking lot of the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> Turns out you were in a suburban... Uh, used a face cream as toothpaste. I do that sober. I'll mm-hmm. I'll get reach in the cabinet and uh, I'll be halfway through putting lotion on my toothpaste and realize it's what? not my. T- How are you? Lotion doesn't come in a toothpaste style bottle. The, the kind I have does. It's a uh, producer wife got me some fancy ginger skin because I'm dry all the time, and uh, I'll be halfway. Your through. comedy. Yes, a very. It's a very dry comedy. Uh, <laughs> But I do that sober, so I can't imagine just, you know, brushing my teeth with lotion or whatever. Oh, boy. I thought giving myself a DIY tattoo was a good idea. Definitely. That's not happened to me, but I know that's happened. I've seen people do that shit. I have a friend who has done that. He doesn't do anything. He just started. He got a tattoo gun and started giving himself tattoos. Yeah. So I... There was a bet for a long time because he was getting these tattoos that I said, I'll pay for it professionally if you go get a tattoo of Super Grover, as in Grover from Sesame Street with the Super. And it never never came to pass. Mm -hmm. But he was just doing that on his own, sober. Right. Um, You uh, brushed my teeth with mosquito repellent, had to pee, took shower with clothes on instead. Took a pe- uh, took a piss, forgot to take panties off, peed from a third floor balcony, ate seeds from the stash I had just cleaned, made cab driver take bong hit, he forgot car keys. 
Uh, yeah, all those sound familiar. Uh, I never... I experienced this a couple times, but I know my friends experienced a lot when they were delivering pizzas. Mm-hmm. Like, people going, hey, you want to smoke? Or anything like that. Yeah. And that happened to me a couple times. But also, I was always so high when I was delivering pizza, it didn't matter. I'm so, like... And you're like, you're no stranger to drugs, obviously, right. but I don't know how you function and like be able to deliver pizzas. Because whenever you're sitting I, in a car, I just I have to like I just have to stay at home. I can't go and do things. I am a high functioning pothead. Like, well, like I have to be stoned to do almost anything. With it just because of anxiety and stuff like that. I, no, well, no, it's because I had to quit opioids and like, I'm like, a, you know, I'm a huge person. Yeah. You're how tall are you? Six, nine, six, nine. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm only a hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, you're you're real four. thin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husky boy, but like, you know, my body, I'm almost, uh, I'm old. So mm-hmm. like my body hurts. Yeah. Just so for pain. Like, right. And so I quit taking pain pills, which Stupid me, I want to take them now because I'm in actual pain, not because I want to get fucked up. Yeah, now now it's that's how you know you're older. Is right. The, the reason you take the drugs So weed just kind of takes the edge off. Like, it just, uh, you know, it dulls the pain mm-hmm. so I can, like, kind of manage my day. Now, were you ever a drinker? No, not really. And I, I don't even have a problem with alcohol. Like, if I get drunk, the only problem is I'll be like, what else can we do? You're a, you're a guy that gets fucked up and then wants to build stuff or something. You're like, let's go do activities. I'm a right. guy that gets drunk or whatever, and I'm like, let's stay here. Let's not do Well, anything. when I was on opiates, I would, like, pass out places. I passed out in a pool one time, and I almost oh, drowned. Oh, that's not good. No, well, I'm fat, so I float like an otter. <laughs> I um, I, I snorted a bunch of Oxycontin and Xanax, and I went swimming at 3 in the morning, but I didn't tell anybody. Oh, God, that's not good. Yeah, no. Sober, and during the day, you should tell people, yeah. sw- hey, have a pool, buddy. Yeah. And so I woke up the, at 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. floating in the pool. And I'll tell you right now, nothing is scarier than waking up in a pool, in water. Yeah. And like, luckily, like I'm just buoyant. So mm-hmm. like I just was like laying still. And just floating because I had like, you know, they have like a outside pool. So I was like just floating high as shit, like looking at the stars. And I just I went oh, to sleep. That, um, that could have ended. Yeah, badly, I could have drowned. Alex. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But you recognized it because now you don't. Uh, Correct. But yeah. like, yeah. And the worst part was like, you know, like this morning here in town, like, like yesterday was 85 degrees, but this morning it was like 40 something degrees out. Yeah. It was so cold. When I woke up in the morning, my tummy mm-hmm. was out of the water. And so it was a heated pool. Yeah. But my stomach was like out of the water, like mm-hmm. an island. And that shit was like freezing. So, okay. like, I woke up, and I was like, why is my stomach hurt? And it's because it had been out of the water in the cold for hours. That's just a weird feeling, sober anyway, to one part of your body's warm, and the other part is just yeah. freezing. Yeah. That's crazy. But I'm alive. But did you, uh, you know, drugs, they're nothing to mess with, and neither is Wu-Tang. True. Are you, uh, this story comes from a Los Angeles rapper, Sliced off his own genitals before jumping out a window. 
He's broken to silence. This this story is from a few years ago. I think 2012. Is this a maybe. member of Wu-Tang? Andre Johnson, who performs under the stage name Christ Bearer. He's not in Wu-Tang, but he's a North Star. Okay. Uh, was reported to have been high on dangerous psychedelic PCP, or as they call it, angel dust. Uh, getting wet. Getting wet. I only knew what angel dust was from that Chappelle show sketch with mm-hmm. Wayne Brady. Uh, and I don't even know what it is. I just have heard it. Uh, but the 40-year-old, the also known as CB, has now told TMZ that he was smoking weed and reading a book about monks and vasectomies right before the self-castration. He said he felt, uh, quote, his world was collapsing after being presented or prevented from seeing his two daughters, and he had another on the way. TMZ reported that Johnson's member was able to uh, be reattached by doctors while he claims he he will be able to have full functionality. Having kids is probably not possible. Friends within the building said Johnson managed uh, the mutilation quickly before running and jumping uh, over the, the ledge out the second floor window. E! Online reported, reported that the rapper had cut the tip of his penis off first, Alex. You're cringing right now. Yeah, that's... Imagine it on the chopping block, and you're doing it. He cut he cut the tip of his penis I, off first. Then he removed his balls, and then the remainder of... I, it says genitalia, but I, rem, I just assume... There is. There so it was three, three parts. Three parts he cut off. After the first one, that you should... I understand you're high, but after the first one, your body should just be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? There should be like a fail safe on your body and drugs where it's like abort. Out. See ya. Uh, He he said he was under the influence of PCP. Uh, When people from the building ran downstairs to see if he had survived the fall, they said he was already on his feet screaming. Uh, Now, PCP is a disassociative drug, Alex meaning that it distorts perceptions of sight and sound and produces feelings of detachment from the environment and self. It's uh, the God drug. Is that what that is? PCP makes people feel like God. There's a video, I saw this on Cops a long time ago, mm-hmm. of this naked man trying to, like, he's, like, upstairs. That's, he's at, like, a barber shop, and but he's upstairs. And there's probably, like, 14 cops. Mm-hmm. Like going all the way up the stairs and like down, and this dude shoots down the stairs, not with a gun, but like just shoots his body down the stairs. He's naked, mm-hmm. and he manages to somehow get past all these guys that are like trying to stop him and hug him. And he just keeps it's like he's a greased, like a greased, greased pig, pig or some yeah. shit. And like he, like you can watch that video, like of him, just, he's on PCP, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel like you're God. That's, I've never done it, but like that's just what I've always heard. Yeah, and here it says uh, people people do it to, for feelings of strength, power, and an invulnerability, as well as a numbing effect on the mind. Yeah, uh, you just yeah. So like you feel powerful, but you feel nothing. At that's the same how good time. that drug is. You cut off your junk three times. That's what I'm t- like. You like people look at people that use drugs differently, and sometimes rightfully so. But I'm like, how good is that? Where like with the crocodile drug, you know that that skin eating drug, and I I looked into the face eating thing. I think they thought it was bath salts. Yeah, that story was a little more graphic than I wanted to feature here because it's somebody's eating somebody's face. 
I feel like that was bath salts coupled with mental illness. Probably. Yeah. These things really elevate. These drugs definitely elevate your any sort of thing you've got already, you know, cooking mm-hmm. in the oven. Yeah. Know? But it's yeah, it's it's like how how good is that the crocodile stuff that it, it will eat your body and you look like the walking dead, but somebody it's will be heroin like let me get some, it, let me get it? some more of that. Yeah, yeah. Where I it was some kind of heroin thing, but it was like but it had That's diesel be, diesel in it. Diesel fuel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, how how good has that got to be? Well, it's heroin. Yeah. I've had synthetic heroin. It's pretty awesome. What, so the what kind? I've ever delauded. Is that that's like the over the counter? No, or? it was. I was in a hospital. Okay. Highest I've ever been was because I was in a hospital. Yeah. I they gave me delauded. And it's like you ever seen those videos? Like, I think one just kind of went viral. Where, like, a girl comes out of surgery and, like, her boyfriend is, like, right there. And she's like, who's this cute boy? Mm -hmm. This cute boy is kissing me. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's, like, reacting like she's the first time. You know, anytime they come out, like, that's how high I was. We're, like, you know, an anesthesiologist had to give it to you. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is, like, anesthesiologists always saying, like, you know, if I, you know, someone was like, oh, I'm going to put you out at 10. And the guy was like, well, if I, what if I try to make it? And he goes, dude, if I want to put you out of three, I'll put you out of three. <laughs> I'm putting you out of 10. Yeah. And the guy goes, okay, well, I'm going to try my hardest. One, two, gone. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he just put you out. I, that may, reminded me of something when I was a kid. Uh, I was I was pooping. Fast forward if you don't want to hear something gross. Pooping blood, Alex. And the tale I, is old as time. I know. Uh, and I, I went in to get a colonoscopy. When I was in high school and I remember that I was going out and I remember seeing the camera go like you had it on the TV. I remember seeing it going up in there. And the next thing I remember is waking up and apparently I was coming out of the anesthesia and you're gassy after that. Uh, and I would fart really loudly and then be like, did you hear that? I farted. <laughs> so that that's that was told to me by my mom. Uh, that first time I broke my arm, um, t- I it was uh, it was what was I doing? The second time I broke my arm was football. The first time I broke my arm was wrestling in gym class, and that was the most traumatic break. That's that scar right there. Yeah, I see that. And so this that's that cost me. It didn't cost me, but it cost the school's insurance like two hundred fifty k to oh, fix. Wow! I almost lost my arm because I almost ripped my brachial artery. How kind, like what kind of wrestling? You guys were like Greco like, style wrestling? Yeah, like like high school Amateur, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, like a unit you guys did in-, in gym class because the gym teacher was the fucking wrestling coach. Trying to scout talent, probably. So he was like, he was like, we're going to do this. And he was like a short little guy with Napoleon Complex mm-hmm. and, like, you know, just a piece, you know, just one of those fucking dudes you hated. Oh, yeah. And so, like, he, I was trying to take my no dress days, which mm-hmm. you were allowed to do. But then when he found out I was trying to do the whole unit, uh, okay, yeah, he was like, "Price, you gotta wrestle, you mm-hmm. gotta." And I was like the biggest kid, so like I don't like so they found some other big kid to wrestle me, and like I did this thing where like I was basically on my back and I went to get up and I put my arm behind me, okay, yeah, and then the other guy just like kind of just plopped on my chest and my arm went the other oh, way, God. And so I was up, and this was upstairs in a wrestling room we had in our in our high school. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember I'm laying there, and I of course said cliche shit like, "Is there, 
someone call a doctor. Yeah. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> and like, I remember like my arm, you could, I didn't want to look. I heard the celery noise, mm-hmm. you know, like you're breaking celery. And I didn't want to look, but I knew that my arm was not right. Yeah. Like I could feel where my hand was compared to where my elbow was and where my shoulder was. Ugh. And then my, my high school gym teacher came running over and when he slid on the ground to like see what was going on, he dropped his giant thing of keys mm-hmm. in the palm of my hand. So like I remember feeling like where the keys are and then where my elbow was and the fact that my elbow felt like it was on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm freaking the fuck out. And this idiot looked at me and goes, you've dislocated your your elbow. Uh, do you want me to put it back into place? Uh, no. And I was like, get the fuck <laughs> away from me right now. And so they called my mom. My mom rushed over. But while they, they had to call an ambulance mm-hmm. to like take me. And so I remember they put in an IV to like for pain. Yeah. And I remember they handed the bag of the IV bag to my principal, who was up there, he was holding my IV bag. And I last thing I remember was him squeezing the bag. Ugh. And I just went out. And I guess they had to carry me down in a chair, down these two flights of stairs. Yeah. Now, you're 6'9 you're in high school no, then? No, no. I was only 6'2". Okay. It was my freshman But you're year. probably still a big, big I was kid. was like probably two-something. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, like... And then I remember waking because this was happening in Angola. We had to go to Fort Wayne because mm-hmm. it was like a pretty big issue. And so I remember waking up and in between Angola and Fort Wayne, which is like a 45 minute drive. Yeah. We're on the highway. I wake up and I go, where are we? And they're like, oh, we're in Auburn. I go, well, there's an Arby's right off the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop at Arby's? <laughs> And they're like, no, you can't eat anything. You're about to go into surgery. And I go, this is horse shit. And I <laughs> fell asleep. Did, did, could you tell that they laughed? When... Oh, probably. <laughs> but like, I, I did. It's not like I was like trying to like, oh, I'm going to crack some crack wise here and like <laughs> get the feel of the room. No, I really wanted Arby's. I, hey, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from, I think, uh, Reddit via. Um, uh, I don't know, BuzzFeed maybe? One of these. It says, I was eating a sandwich while browsing the internet, put down my sandwich to open a new tab, type something, found what I was looking for, and then spent what I felt like a, a 10 minutes searching for the tab that would take me back to my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty... That's like an edible situation, I feel like. Yeah. That's like... Man, edibles do you in. I That's... I've... I've had edibles before and it was just at home and i remember i watched the uh the thing from another world which mm-hmm. is what the movie the the thing is based off of but it's right. a black and white movie and it, it, it's a bunch of guys being like holy cat there's an alien <laughs> i was watching that and uh so that i have fond memories of of that movie i don't i i don't know if it's good sober but that was a movie i watched on edibles well I, uh, I'm trying to think of the first movie I saw. Oh, I, this sounds so fucking cliche too. The first movie I remember watching on like weed was super troopers. Okay. And which is crazy because I'm actually opening up for Jay Shanderscar, the guy, uh, uh, who directed and like 
Broken Lizard and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm opening for him like next week. Yeah. Are so you like, going to tell I'm, him the story? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's heard it a bunch. Like he's Dude, more, yeah. yeah. You know, people like him and Kevin Smith and like older versions of like Tommy Chong. Cheech and Chong, yeah. Cheech and Chong, those guys. I'm sure they've all heard that. Mm-hmm. And then I took Mushrooms for the first time and I watched Donnie Darko, which... I've never seen that movie anyway. It's but. that movie gets a lot of shit too. Okay, there's a couple movies from that time period where like it meant a lot to people, mm-hmm. and now you look back on them and you're just like, why did we like those movies so much? Yeah, like Fight Club or Boondock Saints. Or- I've never seen Boondock Saints. Uh, Fight Club's okay. I've rewatched it in the past year, and I was like, it's fine, but. It's also all the wrong people love Fight Club. Correct. You know? it, like Fight Club and Boondock Saints and Donnie Darko. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Those movies are good, but they shouldn't be... Like, you shouldn't identify with the Joker. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't go, oh, actually, I think this this version of the Joker is more like me. Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying sentence to say, That's and maybe good. you shouldn't have children. Yeah. But yeah, like if you're if your whole identity is like quoting Peaky Blinders <laughs> or Boondock Saints or the you know any sort of Joker, mm-hmm. yikes! I, I uh, anybody that posts a meme about uh, wolf and sheep's clothing and how they've they got nobody left in their lives, they can only trust themselves. Type people. I mean, they're just depressed men who don't really know how to like express their feeling and well, incels definitely. Yeah, because some of them aren't depressed. They just feel like they deserve. Yeah. They deserve everything. The world. They deserve... I'm a white, straight man. Why isn't everything handed to me? (laughs) Well, it kind of is, but you just need to not be such a bitch about it. Uh, This one says, went to McDonald's to get McNuggets. uh, McNuggets. In my head, I ordered correctly, but then I was given seven M&M McFlurries. I I don't think I've ever been that fucked up. That's pretty insane. That's uh. Th- here's one that says my friends and I uh, convinced our other friend that she was an onion ring, and she cried. You ever been been convinced that you were uh, something else? No, I mean, I've definitely had people like try to like trick me into shit. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of like this whole family trying to trick this kid into thinking they turned him invisible? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, there was a story like that that I came across that maybe we'll get to. But yeah, the guy the guy thought he was invisible around his friends, and he was trying to convince them, and they were telling him no. And he's like, "Guys, I'm over here," and it's like, "No, we can see you, dude." Uh, this one says the first time I got high, I almost cried while my roommates tried to convince me I wouldn't be sucked into the toilet if I used it. After I finally did, I asked her to please tell me what the Indian music was that she was listening to because it sounded so majestic and beautiful. It was Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> I'm not going to write you a love song. Oh, man. Yeah. Watching people, like, get high for the first time. Like, I've always been, like, one of those guys who, like, am around people when they're getting high for the first mm-hmm. time. Or, like... Also, because people know that I'm such, like, a green green thumb, I guess. Yeah. They're always like, hey, I would like to... Can you be my Sherpa? Right, pretty much. And that's another thing. It's like, as I've gotten older, all of my normal non-comedy friends, 
somehow look at me as some sort of vacation. Uh huh. Let's go hang out with Alex, and he'll and take like, us on a trip, and he'll get us high and shit. And I don't have to worry about my kids for a night. Like I've got a hall pass to hang out with Alex. Yeah. And so when I see them, they're just like, "Let's get fucking buck wild." I'm just like trying to have a normal Wednesday. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I've got. I don't have to work tomorrow. Let's get fucking crazy. And I go, "Yeah, okay." I mean, I'm gonna smoke maybe a joint with you, and you're gonna fall asleep by eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Woo, brother! Hell yeah! yeah. We got. No, it's the same way. Same way when you get like a group of teachers at a show, they're usually the most rowdy. Oh, because yeah. Because they have had to keep the rowdy in control at school all day. I walked out of the restaurant today, and the restaurant, uh, as I left work, was full of teachers. Okay. And they were going to get shit out. Because you're a door guy. I am I used to be a door guy. I'm okay. more of like a manager now. But now, yeah. when you were the door guy, though, you're the... You're the face of the of the the restaurant. The right. so you probably got way too high all the time. Not you, but you got those way too high people showing up. I mean, not high so much drunk. as like drunk. Yeah. yeah, I definitely got way too drunk people. And like, there's so many ways you can like. Because here's the thing: is like we would have a tendency to get a lot of like people who were like way too fucked up towards the end of the night. This is back before COVID, mm-hmm. when everybody was up until three a.m. And, the, you know, the Broad Ripple dynamics were a lot different. Uh, and Broad Ripple is like a famous place here in Indianapolis where people would get drunk as shit. Yeah. It's kind of changed over the years, especially because of COVID. But for a long time, you know, it would be open till three. And so the place I worked at has breadsticks stuffed with cheap mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. and pepperoni. And that shit just soaks up booze. Yeah. So, like, you'd get these people at the end of, like, about 2 o'clock mm-hmm. who were coming back to try to get breadsticks. And, like, they wouldn't be... They'd literally just be like... They'd come to the door and be like, I think you're too drunk. And they'd just be like, breadsticks. I just, <laughs> I just, want, I just want breadsticks. They're what I call Mortal Kombat drunk, where, you yeah. know, you get the fatality yeah. and they're oh, yeah. all wobbly. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can check that, too. Like, I used to... I got yelled at this for this at one point, but, like... I would do this thing where if I thought you were too drunk, mm-hmm. I'd ask you to hand me your ID and I'd look at it and I'd accidentally drop it. And I'd be like, hey, can you pick that up for me? And if they'd go to pick it up and fall, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. test. Yeah, you're not. You're I too... don't know why you'd get in trouble for that because clearly it works. You right. Know? And we have a huge stash of fake IDs at the restaurant. So much so that if like you open up this drawer and you looked, like there's a Crown Royal bag full of fake IDs. Would you say 30 of them? Uh, probably 40 or so. Okay. And like, that's the thing is like, if you look at this bag, we, we look like serial killers. Oh yeah. We, yeah. we got keys and we got IDs, but like so many fake IDs and they're so easy to spot because you just buy them off this company. And like a big tell is there's never a shadow behind somebody's head. It's clearly Photoshopped. Yeah. If you throw a shadow behind that, like that's always the first thing I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But then if I have a feeling I'll start quizzing you about smaller things on your ID. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll ask you, hey, what street do you live on? Okay. And, like, I've tripped up so many people because they're expecting, like, hey, what's your birthday or mm-hmm. what's your sign or something? Yeah. I remember one time I was like, pronounce your last name because it was <laughs> such a weird last name. And he goes, oh, Macaga. I was like, you didn't even use your real last name, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, You guys should make some kind of mural on the wall of fake IDs. I think that'd be fun art. Yeah. We should. Um, we go, uh, we're familiar with cocaine bear, Alex. Yeah. The bear. Yes. That did cocaine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is a story from just last week at the time of this recording, 
Uh, seagulls that reside in some seaside towns in the UK are allegedly feeling the effects of a drug called spice. Is that the fake weed? Yeah, it's the fake weed uh, after swooping in and stealing it from people. Now, we all know seagulls will just steal anything from fries and mm-hmm. whatever food you're eating. Uh, gulls will go for anything, a former spice user said. Uh they used to come up behind us and grab whatever we had. If we were stoned and completely out of it, the goals would take the joint we were smoking and fly off. Uh, Spicer, known as K2, is a kind of synthetic marijuana that is meant to mimic THC. But it has, uh, yeah, it, it mimic THC. The drugs are reportedly making the seagulls go, quote, psycho. And one person alleged that the birds have stolen the joints right out, right out of their hands. According to the outlet, Locals have reported that the seagulls uh, once went mad after stealing a bag of spice, dive-bombing pedestrians <laughs> before they finally collapsed on the street. Okay, first off, this should be like, you know, I never want to tell people don't do things, but don't do spice. Smoke real weed. I understand. But like most people aren't even like testing for weed anymore. Mm-hmm. But that spice shit is dangerous. Like it's not real. It's chemicals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not, not from the earth. It's not from the earth, yeah. And if it'll make seagulls... Uh, go crazy. Go crazy and swoop down on people with terrible teeth. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what's it going to do to you? Well, that, that, here's another one, another bird-related one. Pigeon busted wearing a drug-smuggling backpack at another prison. This was a follow-up story. Now, that's, that's stuff I've heard. I mean, the way to get drugs into a prison, I mean... I've heard of like footballs hollowed out and like they just throw the football over the fence mm-hmm. and other shit. And so like there being drugs on a bird. Sure. Why now, not? This pigeon happened to be stuffed up a man's ass. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> I was like, why did they don't? That's like a, that's like a criminal turducken. Yeah, turducken. <laughs> uh, the incident occurred nearly two months after another bird was found carrying a crystal meth at a neighboring prison. From what officers describe, it was blue jeans from uh, the pouch uh, and what appeared to be bed sheets for securing uh, the stuff to the pigeon. So it's a little. Uh, well, it's I kinda, think gotta they gotta knew the pigeon cute, had meth on him because he kept scratching his beak. Yeah, just uh, scratching his beak and twitching a little and bit, calling and, people bitch. Hey, bitch. <laughs> uh, but also, that's I would kind of want to see the little pigeon with a backpack on. That's got to be kind of cute. Yeah. Um, this, this one's from, uh, Alabama man accused of keeping meth fueled attack squirrel. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Now this one is just straight animal abuse. You should not give an animal any type of drug. Listen, it's Alabama. So how they hold their elections <laughs> is their thing. <laughs> now the mayor, AKA the squirrel, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Uh, this guy, uh, his name, last name is Polk, 38, was charged with uh, possession of a wild animal, stolen property, weapon possession uh, by a felon. Uh, after releasing the squirrel into the wild, the Limestone County Sheriff said there was no safe way to tell if the squirrel was on meth or not. I don't, How is that a sentence that's ever been said? <laughs> uh, we were not able to get the squirrel to piss in the cup, so we had to let it go. But apparently, uh, after his arrest in 2019, this guy Polk took to the internet to acknowledge his meth squirrel uh, after it had allegedly bitten people. Uh, but he denied it was drugged. He said the public isn't in danger from the methed out squirrel in the neighborhood. Uh, he's How can not it bite without teeth. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's that's nuts. Oh, come on, boy, come on. Uh, do you think he hides the meth around like little stashes for the winter? Probably he keeps it in his cheeks. Cheeks, just a cheek like full of meth. Chippendales. Uh, this guy said he's not on meth. I'm pretty sure. Bet, uh, bet not find out he's on meth anyway. I don't better think he not. likes that shit. He's, he's like, I better not find out that squirrel's on meth, or I'm gonna whoop his ass. That meth moved and became the manager of the Beach Grove Walmart. <laughs> meth, that, yeah. Don't, don't give your. It's and thankfully it was just a squirrel because speaking of cooking meth and drugs mm-hmm. and knowing where you're from. Yes. I do think your listeners should Google the Beach Grove Walmart because it's yeah. one of the most famous places that drug activity has happened in our state. There's so much crime and Beach Grove is a suburb of Indianapolis. My uh, my dad, it's the south side. In, yeah. South side of Indianapolis. And most famously, isn't that where the there's the viral video of the two women getting in, in a fight in the shampoo aisle? Right. And the then, Walmart? but also like active meth labs have been found there. Really, I didn't know that, but yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Why would you build it in a Walmart? I because who's gonna look? I guess all the products you need are the there. Beach Grove Walmart. I swear to God, I've been there a few times. Um, the Beach Grove Walmart is seemingly like. The white trash version of the cantina from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like you walk in there and you like you think to yourself, wait, if I have a neck tattoo, do I get a discount? <laughs> I don't like you. He yeah. doesn't like you. <laughs> it's uh, people are opening open carrying in that Walmart. Well, of course. Well, yeah, but also you have to understand it's a Walmart, so. Walmart's but it's usually the, it's like the Walmart of Walmart. Yeah, it's it's usually Walmart's kind of the Wild West anyway. Right. But the, even most Walmarts would look at this Walmart and be like, "God damn!" Like if this this, this is like the bus station of Walmart's. Yeah, May, I should have found out that story of the the meth lab in the Walmart, right. which recently Will Ferrell was in the parking lot of that Walmart. I saw that. I don't know what he was doing. I think he's maybe filming some kind of travel show. But yeah, he's like going across the country, so he went. Uh, he's going east to west. I just pray, like, because, like, he's a celebrity. He's well-known. People right. like him. And I'm just like, man, I hope he just doesn't talk shit yeah, about Yeah, you could have gone to St. Elmo's or something. You went to the worst place. Beach Grove Walmart. Uh, my, my computer's about to die. Let's get to this story okay, real cool. quick. Uh, I'm high on I'm high as a Georgia pine. That that was Doc Ellis's words. You know Doc Ellis? Yes. Threw the, the no-hitter uh, on on LSD. LSD. So this is over 50 years ago, I th- or I don't know, f- at least 25. 25 to 50 years ago, Alex. Uh, with the day off on Thursday, as the Pirates arrived in San Diego for the West Coast trip, Ellis decided to take a journey to L.A. back to his hometown. Uh, and he took acid on the way just to peak right when he got to his destination, hanging out with one of his girlfriends. He said, uh, got to the door, he said, I'm high as a Georgia pine. They uh, they they smoked, they drank, they did all, all that stuff, and he took some acid, and he thought it was still Thursday when he woke up. But the lady he was with walked in and showed him a paper, and apparently he was supposed to pitch a doubleheader that day. <laughs> and, and he just took acid. So he's panicking. The time it was 2 o'clock, uh, he hopped a taxi to the airport and bought a plane ticket to San Diego for $9.50, Alex. That's incredible. The day of. He bought it day of. That's insane. (laughs) 
Flight was at 3.30, landed and got to the stadium uh, for the first pitch at 6.05. He said, I can only remember bits and pieces of the game. I was psyched. I had a feeling of euphoria. I was zeroed in on the catcher's glove, but I didn't hit the glove too much. I remember hitting a couple batters, and the bases were loaded two or three times. The ball was small sometimes. The ball was large sometimes. Sometimes I saw the catcher. Sometimes I didn't. That's insane. Uh now the, it wasn't. He threw a, a perfect game, but he had more he threw walks. A no hitter, right? yeah, no hitter, yeah, yeah. More walks, eight than strikes, six, and he hit uh, another batsman. Um, he said, "I started to have a crazy idea in the fourth inning that Richard Nixon was at the home plate as the umpire. <laughs> I once thought I was pitching a baseball to Jimi Hendrix, who, uh, who to me was holding a, t- a guitar and getting ready to swing it like a bat." <laughs> Uh, I tried to stare the hitter down and throw uh, while I was looking at him. I chewed my gum until it turned into powder. I don't know how that true that is, but <laughs> they said I had about three to four fielding chances. I remember diving out of the way of a ball that I thought was a line drive. I jumped, but the ball wasn't hit hard and never even reached me. <laughs> so that that's a little bit of the, uh, the no See, hitter. I didn't know any of that stuff. I just heard he was on LSD and threw a... a- uh, no hitter. Yeah, that over fifty years, by the way. But he was, and but he was twenty five at the time. With but he no didn't dog. even know he had games that day. Yeah. Have you ever? It, we can wrap up on this. Hey, uh, hey, Alex, where are you? You're supposed to work today. Do you ever have that where you're like, oh no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I've always been pretty, pretty on on deck with what I'm doing. For a, for a guy that's a functioning just high a lot you're pretty good about being that well that's the thing is like you don't want to be the stereotype mm-hmm. you don't want i would people say you're to, not you don't want people to go like oh there's alex hey man was i supposed mm-hmm. to work today brother yeah like no i go to do my shit i'm just also very stoned when i'm doing it <laughs> you don't want to give uh, marijuana a bad name correct i want to represent the brand i want to be a brand ambassador a positive brand ambassador yeah. to weed which this show is brought to you by what uh what my show uh this show and your show weed maps and what is that weed maps is a program or an app on your phone which you can use to find dispensaries in your neck of the woods and it'll also show you like what dispensaries offering special wise their menu, their pricing, their address, whether or not you can even order online. That way you can pick it up mm-hmm. at your, you know, at your leisure mm-hmm. and have it brought out curbside style. I prefer going into the dispensary and like seeing it and smelling it and stuff like that. But Weed Maps is a really good tool, especially if you're going to like Michigan, um where Illinois is legal, uh, right? Illinois is legal, but the taxes are pretty high there. So mm-hmm. I always recommend Michigan. Uh, and there's so many dispensaries right across the border. It's almost like they know that everybody from Indiana is coming up there. And, and Weed Maps is not technically a sponsor of your show, right? You just say that in hopes that they sponsor you. What? I don't know. Didn't you say that? Uh, I may. I don't know. I think you said that. Was I high when I said that? Yeah. Who knows, Brent? <laughs> that sounds about right. But Weed Maps <laughs> for your 100%. Let's get, get some weed. Weed Maps. Weed Maps. That's thank you for that professional read. Weed maps. Weed maps. Uh, Alex, thanks for being on way too high. I'm glad you didn't get way too high. Yeah, you wouldn't let me get high. Well, I, I said you can, but I said 
You'd I prefer, prefer not you'd, to. I'd like I'm to have a, a professional and, you know, yeah, a coherent episode. But, you know, if you are wanting to get high, I would use weed maps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. No problem. Love you, buddy. Love you, too.